Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, the, the, the ISO bungle, bungle. Oh, see, I thought it was a good name until I tried to say it, and then I couldn't say it, so maybe it isn't. Anyway, uh, the COVID cock-up, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're still uh, whinging on about this. Uh, Djokovic's uh, COVID cup as well and uh, Eskimo pies aren't Eskimo pies anymore uh, but before any of that uh, the light rail U-turn very difficult to turn a train around disappointed? I am disappointed we worked really hard um, uh, to get this thing to a point where we could move ahead with one partner and uh, it went to cabinet Unfortunately, uh, we just couldn't get New Zealand first over the line. And, uh, you know, we're an MMP government. You need all three parties to agree. Um, and so that is a, that's disappointing. But um, Cabinet has referred it back to the Ministry of Transport. So we haven't reached the end of the line, and the Ministry will now take it forward. Uh, and I would expect that the new government will be ready to pick it up and run with it and make it happen. Are you sure New Zealand first were the ones that killed the deal, or was there not a general consensus? Well, um, Labor and the Greens both, uh, camp- you know, campaigned on uh, rapid transit, light rail for Auckland. They've both been strong supporters of it, um, and I think. Uh, but New Zealand First were always sceptical, but you know, I I, uh, I hoped and believed that we would be able to get them over the line. You know, Labor strongly believes that for Auckland, for a, a growing city, um, building a modern rapid transit system, a metro system like you see in places like New York and London and Tokyo, that's what Auckland needs. But it's just not part of New Zealand First's uh, view of the world. But you always so, knew that. Winston has always said that from the get-go. You always knew he has never, ever spoken favourably about light rail going down Dominion Road. So it was a no-brainer from the beginning as soon as you formed a government. Well, there were some um, misconceptions early on that it would be a, like a slow tram and so on and so forth. But actually, um, when we did a bit of work on it, the, the expert opinion was very clear that to really get the benefits, you can't have a tram or a streetcar that's competing with pedestrians and other cars. It's got to be segregated from the traffic. How much work do you reckon they had to do on that to come to that conclusion? That you can't really have a train driving through pedestrians and traffic. I, uh, don't, uh, before I go on a rant, let's uh, go back to the, the ISO bungle. There you go, I said it straight away that time. If it comes back, if there is a community outbreak, the vast majority of people will be fine. We do have to be careful, we do have to wash our hands, we do have to do the absolute bare basics. It would be a good idea to keep track of where you're going, who you see just to make Ministry of Health's job a little easier. And we're just going to have to do it ourselves because I don't actually have all that much faith in the officials running this. Left to ourselves, we'll probably manage it just fine. At least we know we've got the right PPE gear now. How long did that take? Four months? Five months after being assured that all the protective equipment was in place? Wasn't. Is now. Apparently. Apparently they might have learned from the mistakes they've made now, have better systems. But really, we're just going to have to do this. We're going to have to manage it. We're going to have to keep calm, not panic, observe the basics that have been drilled into us, be sensible, and let's do it ourselves. 
let's not put our faith in any of these officials anymore. I think that's probably fair, given that at one stage they thought they could run a train down the middle of a street. Sorry, I can't. I just can't let it go. I can't let it go. Let it go. <laughs> um, you, you do have to wonder why uh, Jacinda Ardern uh, hasn't let Clark go given that she seems to be doing everything that he's supposed to be doing anyway. When the health minister gets tossed aside, though still having the PM vouch for him, more words not matching actions, his associate is MIA as well. So the outtake is a big job like health has been assigned to two people who apparently can't manage it. An entire portfolio now not governed by the people tasked with actually running it. And instead we've added to the workload of the person who already has housing, Christchurch Regeneration, Research, science and innovation, energy and resources. Is that not enough on her plate? And what is the overarching message here? That the Labour Party is so bereft of talent that if you're relatively good at something, you'll be handed everything. Opposition leader Todd Muller, who, thank the Lord, has sprung into life over this, claims the Prime Minister has actually been running the health portfolio in every aspect of the COVID response and that the government is now covering for a weak minister. He said Clark should be sacked. I actually think what's happened to Clark is worse than getting sacked. Getting sacked would at least have some finality about it. This is a painful, drawn-out, humiliating sideways shove. But you can't do that and in the same breath claim you still support your minister and that he's done a good job. It is one or the other. Words not matching actions is something this leadership grapples with. We don't need to put a microscope up to this health ministry mess to know that the rotating Ferris wheel of people running it looks shabby. And what it really shows is that the PM has no confidence in her minister. I guess the the one bit of solace we can take is uh, they're getting it wrong everywhere, all over the world, not just here. And in some places with catastrophic consequences. Like, everybody told Jovac Nokovic, Jovac Nokovic, Djokovic, uh, not to have his uh, tennis tournament because everybody would get COVID. Uh, he had it and everybody got COVID. Tell you what, we're intrigued by this story. World number one men's tennis player Novak Djokovic organised a tennis comp. Now he and his wife and at least three other players have COVID. I know. You can't write this. You really can't. This is straight out of the weird files. What gets me around this is not only that he go ahead straight into this without a care or world, doesn't seem to be concerned that, you know, that COVID's actually lashing the planet right now. Um, He's also one of the most unliked tennis players on the tour. I think that's probably yeah. a fair thing to say. Yep. And uh, he's just done himself no favours whatsoever. It's probably the most tone-deaf action I've seen from a sports person. She's thinking, they'll be okay. Then the video of him dancing around the nightclub, the pics of him with all the ball boys and the umpires and the hit people after the tournament, smiling from ear to ear. We're going to be fine. And surprise, surprise, bang. And they all seem to say the same line, guys. Well, I'm not saying any symptoms, yeah, but you've still got it and you're helping spread it, and it's not doing anything good for South East Europe, which is the whole idea behind this scarpering, carpering, uh, sorry, caper in the first place. It's just yeah. bizarre. It totally is, does. I mean, the thing that gets me is Djokovic, while he there's something about him that I, I'm, I'm not a fan either, really. It's something I just intrinsically don't sort of like the bloke. But to be fair to the man, I've never thought he was dumb, but I do think sometimes very arrogant people are actually intelligent, can do incredibly dumb things. I can't even anything much dumber than this, can you? No, it just flies in the face of public opinion. It flies in the face of health experts' advice. Uh, he's 
God, I just don't understand. I don't think, though, he's a big fan of vaccinations either. I think he goes along that line too. But yeah. I say, don't quote me on that after he says it live on the radio with hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people. No, I know I've he, read that, he I've read that Darcy. Either. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. want to take the vaccine either to go to the US Open. So he's kind of flying in the face of science, which people have a want to do in this day and age. I'm confused as to why, but it still happens. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. And Nick Curios came out and said he is an idiot. So when Nick Curios calls you an idiot, you know things are going to <laughs> really in the gutter. Thanks, Darcy. Thanks, mate. Take care. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when Curios um, does call somebody an idiot, you've got to take it seriously because, you know, it takes one to know one. I mean, nobody is more of an expert on being an idiot than he is. Um, and the idiocy continued into the night as we tried to come up with a new name for Eskimo Pies because, of course, it's so racist to eat ice cream covered in chocolate. The Eskimo Pies changing their name. Ice Pie, Arctic Pie, Penguin Pie. They're my three picks straight up. I don't know what the um, Pascal's lolly should be called because I'll still be shaped like an Eskimo, which I imagine is probably... Not going to go down that well. Although, I'll tell you what, both Pascal's and Tip Top, Jip Jop, should have changed this 10 years ago. Because now they're just following the uh, American example. So they're looking like they went there, um, they went along there um, slowly and reluctantly. Good on them. By the way, can I just say, they say that beloved New Zealand ice cream pie, I don't think anyone under 50 has had an Eskimo pie for probably 30 years. It's a nana snack and one that's not very popular. I reckon if the grandkids went round to grandma's and she offered them an Eskimo pie, there'd just about be a rebellion. I think people would want something far more kind of colourful and she-she. But they are changing the name. And I'm cock-a-hoop about this because there's talk back in it. Oh, how dare people take offence? Everyone's going to be offended about something. What about white bait? What about, what about black currants? So these will be some of the calls and I'll get the texts, but that's good. You might want to, with your flatmates, play talkback bingo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Marcus is right and wrong there. Uh, yes, it is a nana snack. He is correct. And I know this uh, because the only time my kids have had Eskimo pies is at their nana's place. But he's wrong that they did not like it. Because they did. They loved it. And it's one of the things that they looked forward to about going to Nana's was having the Eskimo pies. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've still got this weird thing about having uh, butter on brown bread. Because my Nana used to give that to me. And I would never have that anywhere else. But sometimes, you know, when I need some super comfort food and melting cheese on everything in the cupboard, it hasn't quite worked. Butter on brown bread just fixes everything. I'm Glenn ZB. I've revealed too much again. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. Uh, I know there'll be more startling revelations like that again tomorrow. See you.